Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. What's better than this? Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your host, Henry Johnson, floating around producing this thing. We're all from the Draft Network, and we're brought to you by Bet Online, the top spot for all your sports wagering information and needs. Made a few bucks last night, Kyle. Made a few bucks thanks to your Same. picks. Same. We profited on the college football slate last night. We'll be We'll be on Bet Online all weekend, taking advantage of all the lines that they have available for college football. But that's not it. They've got NFL, esports, every—I mean, everything. Vegas casino games, combat sports, in-game betting, tennis, like you name it, they have it. Basketball, Golf, baseball, yeah, all of it. Uh, it's there. Uh, futures, futures. Yeah, I got I got some futures lined up already. So. Check them out. Super easy to use website on your desktop or your mobile device. Use our promo code BLEAV50. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's bet online, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy Labor Day weekend to you, the start of college football. Let's freaking go. Let's freaking go. And what a, what a dynamite one-two punch of games last night to start us off between uh, the backyard brawl with West Virginia and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh winning 38 to 31. And Penn State Purdue. Penn State running mesh rail <laughs> in the final minute of the game in the mid red zone for a touchdown uh, to win the football game to take a 35 to 31 lead that they would hold. Um, a lot of ebbs and flows in back both of these football games and, and back and forth affairs. And uh, pick sixes in the fourth mm. late in the fourth quarter of both games. Uh, so it, it was a lot of fireworks and it was really fun to kind of see those two teams kind of kick us off with the power five. Obviously we had Nebraska Northwestern, but uh, these were the, the, the heated rivalry of backyard brawl and that being away for a decade, you could definitely feel the energy from your television screen and Penn state doing the same thing that they do every single year, which is just, uh, underwhelm, 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 and then, oh, we actually got to start playing the football game now, and they'll pull a rabbit out of their hat, and they're good for four wins that way seemingly every single year. So they did it again here in week one. Kyle, did you know that West Virginia and Pitt are separated by 75 miles? Yeah, I saw you ask that on Bro. social media, and I thought you were trolling when you asked it because – or you were trolling when you asked it. I was, man. I'm like, okay, we get it. We get it. We get it. They're close. I, I will admit that I didn't know how close they were – um, but man, yeah, like you said there, like this rivalry gone for over a decade, man, it was fun. It was fun to watch this football game. Um, really interesting to see the, the contrast and style of play that Pittsburgh is 100% going to, uh, to have here. They, they, uh, they moved on from Mark Whipple, their offensive coordinator last year that produced this dynamic passing spread offense with Kenny Pickett and Jordan Addison. Well, Kenny Pickett's on the Steelers, Mark Whipple's with. Nebraska, Jordan Addison's at USC, and they ran the football 39 times. They passed it 24 times. And, 
what was funny is man like my entire conversation point when like trying to figure out this game i was like man i think pitch is better in the trenches like i just think that they're better in the trenches and that that would like lead to a decisive win well congrats on running the ball 39 times and averaging under two yards a carry like they had their moments where like there was in the in the red zone in particular yeah, there were ebbs ebbs and flows but like collectively it you know it, Less than two yards of carry is not good. It's that's not good against a West Virginia front that, like, they played inspired football, but there's not a whole lot of size there. You, you know what else is not good? Punting the ball on oh. fourth and one in the final five minutes in plus territory while leading as a road underdog in a rivalry game. Purdue. No, West Virginia. Yes, that was a stupid choice. I knew you choice. knew that. I knew you watched that right. whole game, but. Uh, yeah, they're um, that decision by Neil. What a backbreaker! Yeah, you're... go for it, man. Because then, then you give the ball back. They go ninety-seven yards in a few minutes, and then get a pick six on the following possession. They scored fourteen points in forty-five seconds. Put our West Virginia covering seven and a half in doubt. A couple white white knuckle minutes to close the game, but. Uh, <laughs> Man, for for a program that's like looking to take that jump, right? You were winning the line of scrimmage. This this kid that they had running the ball last night, he's, he's freshman, right? Yeah, uh, for West C- Virginia, CJ Donaldson, like a a tight end running back, tight end running what? back hybrid, average like thirty five yards a carry, eighteen. So they couldn't tackle him. You've got all the momentum in the world. And you get fourth and one on like the 46 and you punt with like six minutes left. It's that's a hard pill to swallow. And then, of course, pit, once Pitt goes the full length of the field, you say, oh, boy, here yeah. we go. But real quick, I just want to ask you this off of this contest, because we've talked a lot about the quarterback class and how wide open it is. And I wanted to, to get your thoughts on Daniels and Slovis, respectively, as quarterback performances in this contest i don't think they moved the needle in any way uh to be honest with you i think they both had a, a, some occasionally good throws but I, I thought that it was the supporting cast really that mattered the most like you mentioned cj donaldson how about bryce ford wheaton i mean that guy 97 yards nine catches two touchdowns had the big special teams tackle you hate that the interception went like through his hands, right? Through his hands. <laughs> that was certainly a low light, but this guy's like 6'3", 225, 230. Like there's some athleticism there. He certainly popped. But I know that your question was about the quarterbacks, and so I would go back to just say that I thought they were fine, right? They, they, they You could tell it was their first game with their new teams, but I'm not sure that they were the catalyst for either team scoring over 30 points. Sure. I, I think the thing that I appreciated about both of – their profiles and how he perceived them versus how they played is like, what did Daniels do really well at Georgia? He threw back shoulder balls to Georgia, mm-hmm. fans, right? Well, you saw the back shoulder yep. ball. I thought was the best throw that Daniels threw all game was a couple of back shoulder throws. Slovis, physical skills are a question. Rhythm passer. When he was in rhythm and he's at the top of his drop and his first reads there, or they're running RPOs and play action passing, and he can just kind of he's got that window. You saw some really nice ball placement. But then when he had to hold the ball and look down the field and was looking for throws to drive, that's when you really saw West Virginia really dial up the pressure, collapse the pocket, 
he dropped his eyes from time to time. I think it's if you're hoping for evolution in either one of those two players, I don't know that you come out of this game early on and you say, yeah, I think there's going to be a jump here. Like, I think they have kind of showed the same stripes that they've had for a long time, which probably puts them as fringe draft players if that trend continues throughout the course of the season. I would agree with that. Um, so anything Purdue, Penn State, uh, excited about this young Penn State quarterback has some tools, huh? Like that, I know that's not the big takeaway when he throw four passes or something, but like that was certainly a guy that popped. Don't get too excited. That was Will Levis two years ago. Well, I, never I, made the I was going to get Sean to that. Clifford will be here another 10 yeah, years. I was, and... I'm sure he'll be great at Kentucky one day. That was, that was the punchline there. So, <laughs> um, yeah, like like I said, Purdue let him off the hook. Bro, I was right? sick about it. The that end of half sequence for for Purdue where they gave him fourteen points, like fourteen ugly points at the end mm-hmm. of the half, and, and then just how poorly the defense tackled in the the two minute offense drill to close the game. It was you you gave him twenty one of their thirty five points. You just gave him by not doing the basic execution things that you would expect a team to be able to come out and do. I remember you, uh, you went a couple of years ago, you talked about like the middle, like the last, what do you call it, Like the middle eight or something like that. Middle eight. Yep. Care to, I mean, can you regurgitate that for us a little bit? Yeah. So, so middle eight is generally perceived to be a big swing pivot uh, for a lot of uh, football games it's obviously the end of one half and then you have a baked in change of possession and and how you strategize trying to steal a possession in there or steal some points through there um and then how you come out out of halftime and you adjust and, and make those adjustments to either manufacture getting the ball back if you're not receiving the ball or then manufacture a, a sustained drive it's like there's a lot of correlation and, and maybe not causation, but correlation between you know having success in the middle eight minutes of the game, the last four minutes of the first half and the first four minutes of the second half, situational football. And then you get back into a second game script when you get into halftime. You can kind of sit down and you have 30 minutes, kind of reset. Hey, here's what they did schematic wise in the first half. Here's how we're going to change and answer it to it. And if you have the right answers there, you're either go down the field and score, or you're going to get off the field and give the ball back to your offense and give them a chance to score. So um, yeah. End of first half for Purdue, an absolute nightmare, just an absolute disaster. And they, they gave Penn state this game. So, and, and I know James Franklin just got a 10 year, $75 million contract extension to stay at Penn state. And if you were a Penn State fan who um, it was a little leery about the ceiling of the program, man, I'd feel real crappy waking up this morning. And, like, I'm a Penn State alumni. I, I know the, the program very, very well. And I have a lot of my close friends who I grew up with and, and in the area, grew up in central Pennsylvania. Like, Penn State's very much like a, a weekly talking point with me and my friends. And a lot of them have the question of, like, What's the ceiling with James Franklin recruits? Well, but then you're seeing some of these recruits, they start transferring out and going to other places because they're not getting playing time. The situational football stuff is not good. And just like, congrats, Purdue, you found a way to be worse at situational <laughs> football than, than Penn state typically is. I wanted to ask you about Joey Porter jr. The, the Penn state corner. Um, Man. I, I, certainly from yeah. that game, he looked really, really good, but I know that you've been watching Joey for a couple of years now. 
did you learn anything new here in this uh, this first game? No, because I need I need to see what he how he showcases himself against more dynamic players, right? Like I think we we look at the Purdue wide receiver cast, and um, they don't have anybody that screams dynamic NFL talent, and that's my question with Porter. That that's my uh, concern is the ceiling from a transition standpoint. He's six two, two hundred pounds. He is the longest corner I've ever seen in my life. Like I know I said that on the staff meeting last week. He might have thirty three and a halfs. I don't know, but I haven't seen any arm measurements for him. But he's crazy long. But that kind of length at corner, if you're not going against the dynamic athletes outside, I, I can't get any comfort in the questions that I had on you coming into the year. So like the Penn State game will be a very, or the Ohio State game, excuse me, will be a very big one for me to watch. Um, the Michigan State game, I, I think will be one where I'm going to be very interested to see how he handles some of what Michigan State has on the outside. Um, just looking at the rest of their schedule, Maryland. Yeah. I think will be a question. It will be a, a matchup that you get some really interesting uh, matchups in the Michigan game. They're at Michigan on October fifteenth. Those are the games that I look at, and they're on the back half of the schedule. I don't think I'm going to know anything with any level of confidence that I don't already know about Joey Porter Jr. until probably Michigan's the fifteenth of October, Ohio State's the 29th of October. Probably till November is where I'll find peace or some, some semblance of direction on what way I need to go. And then they close the regular season with uh, Maryland, Rutgers, and Michigan as their last three games. Well, hopefully if you watched college football yesterday and you plan on watching college football this weekend, you have the Sonos Ray soundbar because then you could experience TV, music, sports, and games like never before with the Sonos Ray. You got to check sure. this thing out. Is the top soundbar I've ever experienced. It's super easy to set up. It's compact. It looks good on the mantle. And it puts you at the center of all your entertainment with clear, crisp dialogue and perfectly balanced bass. You just plug in the power cable, connect it to your TV, and get set up and the Sonos app within minutes. Before you know it, you'll have blockbuster sound and streamlined control of content from all your favorite services. Visit Sonos.com to shop for the Ray now. So I guess one of my prevailing thoughts coming out of uh, just a very small sample size of college football to this point was looking at Pitt and stylistically how they played that football game, their defense, maybe not looking as strong as I had hoped. Deslin Alexandre, one of their key players up front, you know, has a shoulder injury. Shoulder, right? We're not sure what the timetable is there. You know, Pitt is the reigning ACC champions and us having some questions about Clemson, um, and, and what their bounce back looks like. And can DJ Weungalele take that step? Does he have enough playmakers? What does a defense look like without Brett Venables? Like a fair amount of questions. I think NC State's in really good shape here when it comes to really contesting for the ACC. Oh, Renown, well, I don't NC think I've ever State picked the NC State. I think I just, I, I, I'm Devin Leary's a nice quarterback. I can't deal with you. I'm being honest here. I literally don't even care if NC State ever wins another football game in my life. This is the weirdest narrative that you've placed on me. But uh, look, could, could we see NC State? And well, is uh, is this the first year where there's no um, 
do they do they abolish the the divisions this year for the ACC championship game? I feel like I should know that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. right. You, you are the guy who lives right. in ACC. Well, coach. anyways, I think NC State's. I'm feeling good about them as my pick for the ACC. A top two team, in right? The, in and, the I, and and the the purpose here is we want to kind of talk about some of our conference picks for the Power Five, and so. Hey, real real quick before we get there, we we mentioned our friends over Bet Online yep. at the top of the show. Tonight's slate stinks. I don't think I'm touching anything. Oh, I got I got to get some. Here's action. what here's what's I gonna be really funny. Action. We're gonna we're gonna place a bunch of college football bets and we're gonna wipe the floor with it this year because we're not oh, doing the betting show yeah. like we did last year. Because if we did the betting show, we we, we would miss. Twice as many picks as we're going to miss this year because we're not doing the money down. It's, it's the research. The research killed us. Right. You over. You sat here and overthought everything under the sun. I sat here and looked at it and said, West Virginia, uh, scrappy underdog in a right. must-turnaround year in a rivalry game. A lot of passion. It's going to come down to the last possession. Of the game. Right. You're exactly right. Uh, shout out Arizona State. Got on the oh, road. I, you I, take I told Arizona you I State? took all three of your bets. I did it. Profit. Okay, great. Now, I also got my prize picks parlay. I got Did the Sean you? Clifford interception as part one of a four-leg parlay. Yeah. Nicely done, senor. So, yeah, I just, I just, I'm just acknowledging, like, we, we're going to watch Virginia Tech Old Dominion tonight. We're going to get a chance to watch um, Zach Hunts, the tight end at Old Dominion. We have Michigan State, Western Michigan. I know there's some ballers on both of those squads. Uh, and then I will probably try to stay up for TC. <laughs> Can we move that up to eight, please? Right, please, please. But like, I don't, I don't like any of the action tonight. So since I'm betting, all of my bets will be with real money. Like, I'm, I'm probably going to stay pretty quiet tonight. A game that I'm not betting. Okay, maybe I take the over. But a game that I can't wait for. That's like a sleeper on Saturday is uh, Louisville and, and Syracuse. I think there's man, there's going to be yeah. points. I, I might yes. get on, in on the over on that right now. Oh, Lord have mercy. We're, we're doing live you know, bets here on the you show. Know, if it's – well, I got to see what it's at. This is great. This is great audio content here for us. Yeah, I can't believe you, you sat here I know, and committed I'm, to I, do this right now. Meanwhile, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start pulling up the yeah, conferences I, for right, picks. Yeah. Okay. You want to start with the Big Ten? We're going to do our, our – Sure. I kind of just did my ACC one, um, but – yeah, you did. said NC State. I think I'm going to go Clemson. Boring. They've got so much defensive talent. There's no way they're as bad as they were last year offensively. And they're going to bounce like oh, It's 57, Kyle. The point. Let me hold on. Let me smash this over on Louisville and Syracuse. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you go ahead and do and that. And we're going to profit. And I'm going to finalize Clemson as my ACC championship uh, title winner. I think Clemson is back in the saddle. Uyunglele, um can't be any worse than it was last year. Shipley back and healthy from the start of the year is huge for them. I like a couple of players they have on the offensive line. They got so much defensive talent, it's not even funny. Clemson. Most talented team. I'm going to go. Right. I, I can't. If you, the most talented team. Yes, I agree with you. But the two new coordinators bounce back, man. I don't know. I, yeah. Well, listen, I don't think, I don't think, especially on the offensive side of the ball, the new coordinator <laughs> is necessarily a bad. Touche. Touche. Pour one out for Virginia who had the funnest offense Virginia's ever had <laughs> last year. And uh, here we are. All right. We can go to the big 10 next. 
Okay, so we're going to do the Big Ten. This, for me, as you would expect, comes down to Ohio State. Who's going to represent the East? That's the Ohio question. Ohio State. Right. And these, these conferences, are the, the, the divisions are so dumb because you've got Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State all in one division. And then the other one is always Iowa, Wisconsin, Northwestern. <laughs> fighting for conference we've seen it we've seen northwestern play in the big 10 championship in our lifetime i know right i know it doesn't matter they're gonna lose ohio state is it wrong of me to fade the wolverines and pick ohio state i I mean i i think ohio state's got to be the favorite here right like what they have on offense yeah they're bringing back they're bringing back their quarterback in stroud is a big difference maker they're bringing back Travion Henderson. Weapons galore. You know they've got talent on the mm-hmm. offensive line. They're going to be improved on defense versus Should what they be. were last year. Because they were pretty inexperienced last year. I'm going to go with Ohio State. Same here. Any, any further commentary? Any names that might... Who's a surprise school that might make some waves and surprise? In the Big Ten? Wisconsin yeah. in their running game, man. I think that and Jim Leonard and defensive, and they've got guys there. Herbig, that linebacker. I mean, Wisconsin. You always wonder what they would be like with a quarterback, but their their rushing attack with that. I forget that running back's name. He's phenomenal, and they got a, dudes up front. Like, I think Wisconsin's a team to beat in the West. Um, don't sleep on Maryland to maybe be a yeah, nine football that. team. They got dudes. You know, they got their 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 non-con is Buffalo, Charlotte, and SMU. So you feel good about that. Uh, they get Michigan State at home. They have to go to Wisconsin and Penn State, but then they get Ohio State at home. I think if you win one of those four, your other road games are at Indiana. Well, that's it. It's at Indiana, your road Big 10 games are at Michigan, at Indiana, at Penn State. Win one of those three, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you get Rutgers at home. You get Northwestern at home. You get Purdue at home. The non-conference schedule. I think this could be a, a nine-win football team this year. They got some talent. All right. Where do you want to go? Where, uh, you tell me. You picked the last one. For conference? Yeah, how about the SEC? They got good, any good teams down there? Uh, they got a couple. I'm, I'm, they got a couple I'm not buying Texas A&M. I'm not. Right. No. Like, I think they can win. They'll probably lose two games. But I, you, the quarterback, the gap at quarterback between Bryce Young and whatever Texas A&M has is too steep. Al- Alabama def- defensively, man, like, could this be like the best Bama defense we've seen in a while with what they have up front and like, a ton of talent on the back end. Toe Toe. They are Chris Braswell. I mean, this, this team's unreal. Um, yeah, the worst thing that could have happened for AM was beating Bro. Bama last year. Because now that's gonna be a storyline going into this year when AM feels like they're ready. Right? Yeah, I mean, like I hate to say it's Georgia and in Alabama, but it is. <laughs> Just looking at AM's schedule, they have Miami as a non-conference game on the 17th at home. 
They got to go to Alabama. They got to go to Auburn. Uh, they are home against Arkansas, home against Ole Miss, home against Florida, home against LSU. I say they lose Bama and they probably lose one of those others. Right. Whether it's Arkansas, Florida, LSU. Where, where Texas A&M has some big advantages because they're in my region now. I, I like what they have on the offensive line. I like their secondary. Like this might be the best, one of the best secondaries in college football. But, and obviously Devin and uh, A Chain is a as a back as an ex- explosive, explosive player. player yeah. I just don't know that. I don't love what they have right now at the on the perimeter and like on the D line. There's a lot of guys that need to step up, and we're talking big boy football here in the SEC. Like I. I, I think they're going to be a top three team in the conference, but I do think there's a gap still between them uh, and Bama and Georgia. And obviously like they've recruited so well and there's names that could emerge like this. There's a path, but I think you're just counting on a lot of unknowns with Texas A&M that you don't have to count on for Georgia and Alabama. Sure. Sure. How about the big 12? This is, is this the last year of the big 12 being relevant? Or is it one more year after this? Like, come on, they're losing Oklahoma and Texas, bro. Like, you know what's going on. Yeah, they're getting UCF I, I and know. Houston I, I, and wow. BYU. The disrespect and... from me. Um, by the way, by the way, I also oh, pick Alabama cool, 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 cool. in the SEC. I don't think we ever finalized that, but uh for me it comes down to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. And you didn't even mention Texas. Come on, man. They're down their best offensive lineman, one of their top weapons in the passing game already. They got a first-year starter in Quinn Ewers that I've got no idea what to expect. We've heard mixed reviews on how good he did or did not look in the summer and training camp and in spring. And I just think there's too many questions. Did Baylor lose too much? Like, they lost a lot from that football team. They they did lose a lot, yeah. I think it's an Oklahoma-Oklahoma State conversation. Oh, that would be fun. That would be very fun. Uh, that's that's mm-hmm. Bedlam, right? So we get a Bedlam rematch in in the conference yeah. championship. I think that's possible. Hit, let me ask you this: what are your what are your expectations offensively for Oklahoma? Uh, tough to tell, man. Um, I mean, they've got some. They've got a good off. They have really good offensive line. Like Rame Morris and uh, Anton Harrison's a really nice group. Um, up front, I like Marvin Mims at receiver. We'll see with Eric Gray. I thought his tape was bad last year. Like, just like we all sat around and wondered, like, he can't unseat Kennedy Brooks. Like, but when you watch the tape, you understand exactly why. Like, what's Dillian, Dylan Gabriel going to be like in this in this offense at quarterback? Like, that's we got to find that out. I think he'll probably be fine in the Big Twelve, but defensively is where it gets interesting for me. Where you know, how, how does Brent Venables get these guys going? They've got some dudes. I like I, Key Lawrence at safety is a player to watch. Uh, Reggie Grimes on the edge is a player to watch. I like Jalen Redman up front as, as a penetration style defensive tackle. Like there's players there, but, you know, how quickly does this come together? Uh, what is Dylan Gabriel going to be like? And you look at Oklahoma State, this is year – I mean, how many years has Mike Gundy been there? It's like the established piece of that I think might give them the, the oh, edge. Man with an experienced quarterback in that system. Uh, he, he, well, he's, he was 40 a while ago, man. <laughs> it's been a few minutes since that presser. He's probably 50 now. You hear right bad stuff about a kid? Probably. Does all the right things? 
Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Uh, yeah, just, just inspired by Coach Gundy there. And last year, this time I was rocking the mullet. I'm going to go, go ahead pokes? and pick. Go All right, pokes. I'm with you. Go Pokes. Our Pokes, let's go, Joe. I have Pac-12 pick. Like, legit convictions. Okay, so real quick, we're chalk no, I picked with NC everything State else, right? SEC. Well, not, my playoff picks might be different than yours. Okay. Let's do it. Pac-12. Yeah. You have convictions. I really like a certain football team out there. Oh, it's absolutely Utah. Good football team That's last cool. year. Cam rising, big-time season. Tavion Thomas at running back. Would you say his stock is rising? Yes. <laughs> the O-line creates a ton of displacement. You know they have that vertical element, but like defensively is where I, I really like what they have. I think Diabate, I've, I've talked him up so much. I think he's have a big year. Clark Phillips at corner. Like I just stylistically like the way this team plays football. And like the biggest contenders are Oregon and USC, who, or, or excuse me, I guess USC, and they're like new coaching staffs, right? I, and I don't like Washington; they're not in a good place. UCLA, I don't know. Like Arizona State, Arizona State, Arizona, really? Arizona State. I, I, I respect asleep. that because I, you know, that I was a little bit in on Emory Jones, and obviously, I'm not going to put too much stock into the, his performance against Northern Arizona, but like he played well. I think this is Utah. Just hear me out. Um, so Arizona State, they're, they won against Northern Arizona, 40-3. They are at Oklahoma that's State huge. next week. Well, that's a great football game. Okay. It's going to be a great football game. So I have that one soft circled. But then they play Eastern Michigan, okay? And then they have Utah so at home. And then they are at USC. Say they win the USC game. Just say just say they win one of the two Pac-12 opening games that they have. Okay? Hear me out for the rest of the schedule. Home against Washington. At Stanford. At Colorado. Home against UCLA. At Washington State. Home versus Oregon State. At Arizona. They got to get through that early slate. Right. If it, you go one and two in those three games of Oklahoma State, Utah, and you just win one of the two opening. Yeah, you got to go one and one. Pack twelve games that you have. Yeah, you could be a one really loss team. Chance. Yeah, you're you're gonna be good shape. So I think the after those first two, they you know, October November shapes up very favorably for them based on the the difficulty of opponents. But I, and so I hear you on that, but like, why so. should we sit here and assume that Arizona State's just going to mow them down like they're supposed to? Well, you're not right, but it's like they they've always had talent. They've had talent. Their the talent's not been the issues. It's been procedural football and oh. cleaning shit up. And <laughs> there it is, Henry. Well, welcome the to the club. Oh. The show now. Well, welcome to you've officially been draft dudes initiated. Um, I don't know. Like they avoid. Are you a little disappointed that with an NFL coaching staff that they have so many procedural problems? Like what? Herm Edwards, right? Like what's going on here? Yeah, but like we both saw the way that that team responded when the quarterback transferred out last year. Bad. Right. They were like, see you later. 
hate to see you go, but love to watch you leave. Like, so I don't know. Um, do you want to save college football playoff picks? I mean, we're at I the can end save of the line very quickly, here. or I can save them. Go ahead, Clemson. Same very no, quickly, I'm Joe. So sorry. That was no. Uh, that oh, was Clemson. He's back on the Clemson Tigers train. Let's go. Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, Utah. Ooh. Utes. I don't know about Utah. If the Utes play to their potential, yes. Because they, they took the Ducks to school, right? And the Ducks would have been a playoff team last year. You you parlay that and you you live up to that potential all the way through. Great. Um I think it's two if Clemson goes twelve and one, I think they might have a chance to supplant. You obviously have to watch Notre Dame, but Man, I would Notre Dame's like a seventeen point play. dog to Ohio State. <laughs> they are. They are. They lost some some players, but they got a really good defense uh, and they have some good impact players on offense. It's just offensive line, which was abysmal last year. They brought a lot of those guys back. You're hoping that the experience helped. And um quarterback play. Not a good mix. But uh they always find a way to do it, you know? Like, they always find it. Like, you get to the end of the line, it's like, oh, well, <laughs> Notre Dame is 8-1 right. going You're into like, the final stretch. Are they that good? Like, right. they're every year. We'll do it again in a few a few months. Right. right. <laughs> I I would love to get on board with your college football playoff picks. I'm not ready to declare mine, though. I need to see the first weekend. Okay. College football. Utah's going to start off with a dub over Florida. I need to see I need to see how well Utah beats I, the Panthers. I already have. I have uh, Utah minus two and a half going to Gainesville. Right. And if that right. happens, well, I've got real money on that courtesy of bet online. Those are the two bets I have right now. Utah minus two and a half, the over 57 Louisville and Syracuse. One of those teams might score 57. Thanks to our friends over bet online for their continued support of the show. Oh, Thanks to amazing Johnson job for sitting in and producing while Chris is floating around and not watching Atlanta West Virginia, wherever he's at sitting on a, Sipping on a Dr. Pepper. Um, we hope you guys had a great week this week with us on DraftKings. We hope you enjoyed uh, the Thursday night college football games. We hope you enjoyed tonight's college football games and this weekend's college football games. We will talk with you all again on Monday. Thanks for checking out Draft Dudes. Make it a great weekend. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.